welcome to episode 69, 69, 69 dudes, of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I am the other host, Paul Robinson. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. I It was a dramatic pause I was going for. Mm, I, yeah. I need to work on that. Um, I just want to point out that we didn't plan that. We're just in Losers. sync with our stupidity. Yeah. And 80s nostalgia. You get me. <clears throat> My voice is very boomy. Yeah. I don't know what's going on yeah, here. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's the morning, so you I'm have that. I'm an announcer. Yeah. Yeah, but I've been up for like three hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Morning voice. That. It's the best for radio. Radio. Um, and that's all a podcast is, right? It's a, a on-demand radio. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So what are we do? What are we talking about today? Today's gonna be an exciting show. <laughs> is it? Yeah. All right. Well then why don't you tell us what we're talking well, about? Well, we yesterday we went back up to our location mm-hmm. to film some pickup shots and um I guess kind of reshoot the ending. Last couple shots there. Mm-hmm. And um, how do you think it went? Cool. Great. Great. Uh, any insight that you would have to give <laughs> to people there? <laughs> um, Don't run out of time. That if your film partner has an unrealistic expectation of weather, that you really need to continue to stand your ground because um, you're right. Mm. And they're not. <clears throat> I just really wanted the sun to come out. That doesn't work when it's cloudy. Yeah. It was so. trying. It almost did. But. No, it didn't. Yeah, almost <laughs> a little bit. Um, so yeah, we went down with um, Rocco Devito Jr. from Burn to Earn. I to Produc- call him Rocco. No, from Burn to Earn Productions because he he's pre- Rocky or Rockford always. Yeah, <laughs> it's been twelve years for me. There's no breaking me out of that. Um, so he, but because he's basically been wearing like every hat for this. Yep. Focus puller, second unit sound, grip gaffer, all that crap. But uh, so anyway, we went up there and we shot some more stuff and the people were uh, gracious enough to allow us to have the location well not the lo- the actual location but the yeah the surrounding area we shot some some pickup shots and uh, I think the film would be better for it yeah <clears throat> so um we don't I don't follow I don't even know that he's got an Instagram but Andrew Jacobs is uh the gentleman who let us rent his um home yeah his locale yeah um, so he had a he had a bunch of guests, like a bunch of guests yeah. over. Uh, so we were like trying not to get in their way, which is kind of easy on a hundred plus acres. But mm-hmm. we were like right on the edge of the property, yeah. not like all the way in the property. So um, we were like, there was only like one moment where I kind of had to be like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna film like right here where you're standing." Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. They were like, "Got it." <laughs> so, um, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, but uh, uh, but so shout out to him. I don't know how to shout him out any other way because I don't I don't follow him on the socials. But um, he has a a property farmhouse mm-hmm. in Napanock, Napanock, New York, on the Airbnb. So go rent his shiz if you're local. Yeah, or if you're not local and you want to have live it's on like 1890 acres. 1890s farmhouse. I think is the listing. Yeah, um, I think there's only really one in Napanock, so yeah. it wouldn't be too difficult. To find, um, but uh, yeah. Luckily, it was a uh, it was a, a light shoot, so we didn't have to uh, bring. A, I mean, I still brought more stuff that I needed, as as yeah. per usual, because I'd rather not need it and have it than need it and not have it. That's my motto. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't it though? Yeah, I guess it is now. Um, 
And uh, yeah, we shot for about five hours or so. Yeah. Four, four or five hours. And then uh, four, five hours. that was that. And I get to edit, edit, edit it today to see how we did. Mm-hmm. Um. But and I I'm, get to stand there and crush your dreams, and I'm like, no, 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 no. We're not no, using use this no. one instead. That but is this not. One's I don't know what you were thinking with that. Yeah. Why would you cut it that way? That's just weird. Yeah. And you're like, what else can Wait, I you fix didn't get for the, you? You didn't get the other shot. Well, you were there with me all day. Why didn't you? <laughs> did you not see me get that shot? I don't stare at everything that you're doing. Okay, you're the DP, so you should know what you're getting. Yeah. Um, I got everything I want. Well, I didn't get everything I wanted, but most of it was because of weather. Because there was some pickup shots and some other stuff I wanted to get. <laughs> But the weather wasn't the same, so it wouldn't have made any sense. So the weather was actually similar. It wasn't well, not for the stuff I wanted. It was the the sunny stuff. Yeah, um, is kind of the so. But the the weather was quite similar to the day that it was picking up from. So yeah, um, yeah, that stuff. But the stuff, yeah, that worked out. But that worked out. A particular shot that I had wanted. I still felt like we got you. Didn't you weren't too pleased weather wise, but I was content with the light that we got oh I no it was, it was more than enough. content it was just you it's know. just that you're a big fat baby yeah, yeah. and i really wanted uh, just a little bit of sun peeking out but i think it, it works because there was we have a couple shots of when the sun was just peeking through some of the clouds i think it's, it's fine i think it's gonna be nice it's fine. um and so it was actually supposed to rain for a while and made us nervous but then didn't, didn't end up raining so that was good it did a little bit but it was a very annoying yeah, kind of rain like, where it, it was like do we Retreat so we or would not. run into the tent or run into the car and then it would <clears throat> kind of stop and then we'd run back but it wouldn't yeah it was never enough to like make the ground super wet or anything no. so just bat- battling with the weather yeah um and by the usual. way you know i underestimate how terrifying it is as a woman to have to use the bathroom in the woods mm. um you know you guys can just like find a spot yeah no problems but like we have to worry about if anyone's going to see our bare ass from mm-hmm. this tree that we're hiding behind, is there someone somewhere else on the property that's like, oh my god, I'm going to yeah. put this on YouTube? Yeah, I'm live streaming right now. <laughs> um, I'm just, I was terrified of ticks, and yeah. so TMI. I was just like, oh my god, I have to actually lower yeah. my vag to the ground. Yes, practically mm-hmm. <laughs> to do this with a, because if I go up any higher, I'm going to peel over myself. Yeah. So I was like, great. I just, you know, I was just envisioning like a family of ticks, like we found a place, jump on. Yeah. And I was like, that's great. That's great. I'll wind up in the ER, you know, ticks in a, in a couple ass. of days <laughs> when they're like, whoa, uh, how did those get there, ma'am? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> funny story. <laughs> funny story. Um, so, yeah, I have, I, you know, I have like this, it's like a, a bag. It's just going to just segue into something okay. completely inappropriate, but necessary. We, um, are, uh, we have an E, an explicit warning. Yeah. As like you guys can just stand and do what you're doing because you have this this uh, this appendage, if you will. Sure. That allows for such things to take a place. A directional easily. kind of, we have a directional advantage. Yeah. yeah. But our biological makeup mm-hmm. is such that we would just urinate straight down our legs right. into our shoes because that's uh, yay. Yeah. Vaginas, um, but that Kate should be the title style. of the show. Yay, vaginas! <laughs> Yay, vaginas! <laughs> um, but they make like these things that are like you know cupped mm-hmm. to the shape, and you just like pee straight into the bag, like you just put it on your body. Mm. And I actually bought those ones for a road trip, and I never used it. And yeah. now that I need it, I couldn't find it. I could have uh, used it yesterday. That would have been great. And then you just seal the bag, and you can keep your pee. Just like as as 
Or you can just, I mean, it's the woods. You can like dispense it in the woods. Well, not the bag. That no, would be not, environmentally not irresponsible. I'm just talking about the flu, the liquid. <laughs> the pee? The my pee. urine? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the only thing coming out of there. Yeah. Um, it's biodegradable. Anyway, yeah, it's good for the environment. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So um, that was that was our journey. Yeah. So we got the shots that we needed that we didn't have time for last time. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully this film will make sense. I think it will. It won't to several people. I'm well aware of that, but well, the, that's even okay. if we got everything we wanted exactly how we wanted it, it would never would have. People made don't get sense my stuff. People, yeah. I write weird. I get it. I'm yeah. at peace with it. Just get over it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, entertainment wise, mm-hmm. we we were quite busy, but then also trying to. Um, I feel like I'm just talking too close to the mic. This is this is why my voice is so deep. Mm. I'm gonna just back it up a bit. Back it up. Um, wanted to try to watch stuff. I've been sort of. Uh, fiending for my my film fixes because I normally watch a lot of films. Mm-hmm. This is the longest I've gone without I normally would watch a, a documentary a week. Yeah. Um well, I guess I could I I was watching uh, Murder in the Bayou, I think is the name of it on HBO. Mm-hmm. That's technically a documentary. So, I guess I have been still watching them, but film-wise we usually would, And we listened to one. We did. And so film-wise we've normally been, you know, more active in that. But we couldn't because we were busy. Mm. So we watched um, two films, mm-hmm. two films, and listened to a podcast. Yeah. We're squeezing it. We figured we'd listen to the podcast on the way to the shoot so we can just knock two birds out with one giant boulder yeah. out of here with you. And so um, podcast-wise, I don't listen, <laughs> ironically, I don't listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I listen to like our friends' podcasts because I know them. So mm-hmm. Reality Bomb Comic Cast and Steady Geek and I listen to them. Yep. But I and can't get your own just sit and listen to podcasts because I feel like that's something you do when you drive. Yeah. They're that's great when, I do it. when you're driving. But and I have two I don't hours have a, a day yeah, to kill. I don't have that. I yeah. work close to home. So it would take me four years to listen to like an hour and a half long episode. Yeah. <laughs> it would just take too long. So I ne- there's so many that I want to listen to that I, I look at the the summary of the show and I'm like, that's totally up my alley. Mostly crime podcast. That's kind of my thing. Yeah. Um, but I never do because it, it's so weird to sit on your couch and just listen to a podcast. <laughs> it's got this old timey forties feel, right? Like you're in front of the radio, like, yeah, yeah. all right, kids start on turn our yeah. podcast about murdering bitches. But uh it just doesn't have the same effect. So this was a good opportunity because the we were I had like an hour plus drive. Mm-hmm. So we started the thing about Pam, mm-hmm. which is a crime crime, crime drama. podcast. Yeah. yeah, drama drama podcast thing. Um and it's a uh, date, story dateline. Well yeah of course it's and um Oh, what happened? There it is. What is that? <clears throat> there it is. What is it's, that? it's a crime. <clears throat> sexy. Wow. That's my sexy flop. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's Dateline. Uh, um, Keith Morrison, is it? Sure. Keith Morrison. Yeah. But why? But why? <laughs> he has the most epic voice. Yeah. Um, but he has this very, like, animated way mm-hmm. of... Question always in question when he does a question, he'd say it like that. She called the victim, but why? Yeah. <laughs> Was that all we heard from Pam? 
Of course it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. So uh, what did what did you think? Because you're not, this isn't the type of podcast you no, 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 no. Hey. Well, I listen to podcasts all the time, but most of mine are like film related or. Goofy stuffs. Yeah. Um, and so this was the first kind of, it's a, you know, it's not, a, it, it had more of a narrative structure, almost like an audio book, mm-hmm. um, which I've listened to plenty of those on my trips as well. I like audiobooks too. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was entertain entertaining. It's kind of like the podcast version of a documentary, which is like, ugh. and then halfway through, I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> if I might mention, I, I I won't say that I forced this on you, but you were listening to another podcast that mm-hmm. was putting me the fuck to sleep, and I was like, we we we're still so close to home. If this is if this is the mood for the whole drive i'm gonna lose it i'm gonna fall asleep so i was like can we just listen to something else <laughs> i just wanted to listen to this podcast since mm-hmm. we're driving and you're like sure <laughs> let's do whatever you want let's do. do all the things you want to do <laughs> <laughs> so we started listening to it and i think we got um into probably the it was like the last because we lost like a good 15 minutes from being up in the woods and there was no signal. Yeah, I couldn't down- download it yeah. ahead of time. I had a, so yeah. It was, so it was just like dead silence for 15 minutes. But um, we got to like the last minute of the second episode. They were like half hour, about a half hour when we got to the location. And then we were listening on the way back and um, you're already like hooked in on the way back. You're like, oh, I want to see what happens to this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> thing. And then you woke up this morning and like put the podcast on whilst still like trying to wake up because mm-hmm. you just had to know how it ended. This is how you are with anything that is documentary. Yeah. You just, you, you kind of fight it and then you're, you're hooked. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's this thing. It's this thing I have where I just, it's, it's like things that are good for me. I don't want them. And then when I'm having them, I can't get enough of them. <laughs> like pineapple. It's so weird. Yeah. Such a weird thing. But um, uh, I thought it was a very... It's just crazy. You know, it reminded me of like the whole Steve Avery case, you know, mm-hmm. where like, and there's probably tons of cases like this. I'm sure there are. There where, are. <laughs> you know. As a fact, yeah. Where people, you're just like, how the f- how the fuck did this person get away with all this stuff? Or like the cops didn't look into this and the, and the judge said this. And it's like, what, what, what world are we in? Like, mm-hmm. this is so crazy. Yeah. Um, so to that degree, it's a bit frustrating because you're like, what the, f-? like, you know, you got this half the time it's some innocent person in jail because of something somebody else did or that because the cops were like against him or her or and it's like crazy yeah it's crazy it's very interesting yeah. unfortunately this happens a lot all yeah uh all the time and you'd think like if not for these podcasts and for these hbo documentary docuseries and all this stuff netflix stuff we would never know about this stuff and i mean and that it, it speaks on a, we're going to get serious. It speaks on a social standpoint as well, right? When you think about like the cases that you're hearing about is because they got publicity, right? right? Exactly. And you don't you don't hear these cases like the Stephen Avery case, right? If they hadn't done a show on it, you probably wouldn't have heard about it mm-hmm. because it's about like some like poor white trash people that nobody cares about really. I mean, I'm just being honest with like society wise, right. like how they're viewed. You know, this is a small backwoods town. <clears throat> these are low income. Uh, individuals, like it's not going to get the media attention. Um, and so then you think about like low income neighborhoods and how many minorities are not getting 
will ne- their stories will never see the light of day yeah. and they'll just stay in jail. And the, the one thing that is really amazing in our judicial system is how you can be accused of something, right? Accused of a hyenas crime. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, so we'll see you in court in three years. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, that was so. And but this is all the time. This is, this is so with slow. every case. Yeah, justice, yeah, it takes, justice moves slow. It's just crazy to me that it can take over a decade just to get a verdict, just to get and like from one date to another. It's like, okay, so here's our first day in court. All right, we'll see you in three months. Like three months. Yeah. What are we waiting three months for? Like, why isn't how does a case yeah, not just go through till? You know, you're in every day or at least every week. Yeah. Once a done. week until it's done instead of like, all right, we'll see you in six months. That's your next date. And then so you either sit in jail, potentially innocent for all this time until your next court date. Yeah. And uh, or if you if you have the, the luxury of being able to uh, post bail, then if this person's guilty, they're just like living it up, having the opportunity to yeah. escape <laughs> for months and years on end. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't get it. Um, but yeah, this this case. I mean, I I saw where the case was going immediately. I was never like, oh, I wonder, you know, what's going on. I mean, the the title kind of says it all. So once yeah. you start getting to her, you're like, mm, okay, yeah. And then it was just like lights going off everywhere, and yeah. I was like, how the hell did law enforcement? You, I mean, there there has to be like a special relationship that's going on there because either that or uh, it, it's just uh, proof to how inept. So many people in law law enforcement are, and that's just a fact. That's Mm -hmm. not me being an asshole. That's just a fact. I don't know what's going on with training with police officers and investigators in this country, but I'm pretty pretty sure that like the instructor is playing with a mound of play doh, just molding play doh as they're obviously not handing out because then once. Handing other, out diplomas. Once other detectives took over, they started digging in yeah, more. Yeah, but and stuff, I mean, this—it's prevalent. Yeah, it's pre- the, the the minority shouldn't be competent detectives, mm. and that's how it is. It should. Well, I mean, everybody should be competent, right? But in a realistic world, it would be competent detectives peppered with a few dingbats. Mm-hmm. But it's the other way around. It seems to be like just a bunch of people. Officers, judges, prosecutors, turning a blind eye to facts. Mm-hmm. And then you have to wait for somebody with common sense to sort of mill their way through the crowd and go, wait, 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 mm-hmm. and make sense of something. And that's terrifying. Yeah. Because it could happen anywhere yeah. to anybody. You know, this poor sap was just there and stuff happened to him. And it was just like some small, I don't even know, I don't remember where it was. Missouri, wasn't Missouri. it? Missouri. And, uh, you know, it's just, Small towns. It's, it seems to be almost more prevalent in small towns well, than it is. Well, it's easier to get away with in small towns, but this big, this certainly does happen a lot in the city. You just have different types of things happening in the city. You know, in the city, you the have city's probably more racially charged. The city. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'd assume. It, I mean, it's everywhere, but the the city is. You have more crap in the city, like you know, people planting drugs and shit in your yeah. car and things like that, and and profiling, and you know, we we all have something. In our own way, that's the problem. Is why is that? Why is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shouldn't be a thing for anybody. Uh, but yeah, so I I would recommend it. It's nice because they're a half hour episodes, so you don't have mm-hmm. to commit like because I hate stopping and then you're like, wait, where? Did I? Yeah, you know. Half so it's hour like, episodes. I think there's six episodes, so it's not. Yeah, you can get it. We got in a day. Yeah, pretty much got that done. Yeah, so that was good. Um, we also watched. 
Wildlife, which mm. I had shown you the trailer to this quite a while ago. Yeah. And um, you forgot all about it, as usual, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what it was about, who mm-hmm. was involved in it. <laughs> so I put it on. And um, this was a film that I was kind of happy that you forgot about Paul Dano's um, involvement. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I hadn't. I I was well aware that this was directed by Paul Dano, written and directed, and then written also by Zoe Kazan, who I believe is his partner or Mm -hmm. possibly wife Mm -hmm. or was a partner. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're married, but they're together. Are they still together? I think so. (laughs) Pretty sure. Rumors. Yeah. Um, They definitely were dating at some point. So they're either friends still and working together or married. I feel like he's married to someone else. Hmm. Interesting. So, but I don't know. Yeah, I could be wrong. Um, <clears throat> either way, they 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 made this film together, and um, it uh, it was uh, it got a lot of praise in terms of the the the, the tomatoes that have gone bad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so um, it was kind of like one of those films that you you see all of the. The, the, the praise and you're like, well, it's going to be amazing, right? And so it's starring Ed Oxenbould and then Jake Gyllenhaal um, and Carrie Mulligan and um, Bill Camp was the uh, the other one of the main characters. They were kind of the main characters in it. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I, I have to say, I was glad that you forgot about Paul Dano because at the end of it, before you'd seen that, I could, I know when you're enjoying a film or what you feel about a film. Cause I can tell by your mood, you know, mm-hmm. throughout it. And I was like, this is not a fave of his. Uh, he can appreciate things about it, but it's not, he, it's not outstanding to him. And then you saw at the end, you're like, Oh, this was directed by Paul Dano because we really, really like Paul Dano and mm-hmm. Zoe Kazan. And there's kind of this part of you, right? When you know that something is made by somebody that you enjoy, that you try to justify things that yeah. you normally wouldn't do for other people. You would just go like, ah, I didn't like that. But because you know that person made it, you're like, well, maybe yeah. the choice was indicative of no, an there was, emotional. There's things that uh, just, I, I liked about the film and mm-hmm. things that I was that were a little confusing, you know, Um one of the things I actually liked, which is something that I don't really do in my own filmmaking, whatever, is that he has this, he has, he likes to kind of sit on shots mm-hmm. and let the scene play out. Um, and I noticed that in quite a few takes that he just would plant a camera somewhere and just let the scene play out. And uh, uh, which kind of worked in that story. Um, but in the things that, I, the, so that, you know, the cinematography was good. The performances were all great, all that stuff. But I just, I, I struggled with, and I think you had brought this up as well, is that I struggled with the motivations for the the fe- female character, for Carrie Mulligan's character. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest thing is I didn't really understand what was motivating her so throughout quickly. the film. Yeah. I thought like the timeline, if it had been, maybe it was, and we just didn't pick up on that, but I don't believe that it was because i remember him saying he'd be gone until it snowed so it couldn't have been like the fall it wasn't months and months right. later it was like he left and then because it, was, it immediately, wasn't like summer right yeah. yeah immediately after she became this different person that was leading this different life and so my question was was this going on try not to spoil too much in case you do want to see it um was this going on prior to jake gyllenhaal leaving because it seems incredibly abrupt I didn't get the idea that it did because she met this person, 
during a job that she had taken. So it was mm-hmm. like, uh, but it's a small town. So people know who other people are. Yeah. I don't know that, that it may seem irrelevant, but to me it was really important because it was hard for me to really believe what she was, her actions and what they matched up with. What was it? It just was very confusing. Um, and then I'm like, this woman is wildly irresponsible as a parent. <laughs> it's like, why are you bringing your son along with you to meet this? Yeah. You know, it was just so, uh, it was just so, and Jake Gyllenhaal as well. I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal was a little less irresponsible, but he too had yeah, his he, issues. Yeah, but you know? th- that, that's the other thing too, is his motivation. You know, he was not willing to do one thing. Right. But then was willing to do something way. Way worse. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Well, but I, I think that was supposed to be some type of like, because he was standing up for himself. So, you know, he had worked at a uh, yeah, job where I he, guess, but I don't know. I mean, I, it what's just, worse going back to that or what he actually did, you know? Well, I, yeah. I mean, I guess the idea was that they were both having this sort of crisis. Yeah. This this existential crisis in their life or something. And then, yeah. And they were happened to be going through it at the same time, and their fourteen year old son was sort of bearing the brunt of of the the weight of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, by the way, I missed a time when fourteen year olds were that responsible. Yeah, seriously, Jesus. <laughs> it's like the, this kid acts like he's twenty. Yeah, see, you know, he goes out and and gets dinner. It, it just, yeah, I don't know. It, I I liked it. Yeah, but I oh, didn't yeah, I definitely, I, I, love it. I, like I. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I, w- I hate to say it because it, there's so many great actors involved. And again, I love Paul Dano, but it's like I wouldn't throw it at the top of anyone's like, you have to watch this movie. Mm. It would be like, hey, if it's on, I guess, you know, yeah. but it just didn't quite. The trailer, again, trailers are so misleading. You watch a trailer and you're like, this is going to just be action packed with emotion and drama. <laughs> and then you sit there and you're like, OK, you know, like well, I kept waiting for something really big Intense, to happen yeah. and um there was like a couple moments here and there but they were more like oh you know not like a oh oh it was just kind of like oh whoa you know mm. kind of thing and eh, i don't yeah. know it was okay <laughs> it was very very okay i'm gonna it's very very okay uh i'm gonna delete this episode if i ever get to work with these actors yeah. <laughs> but well, no um, the i think all the the actors i mean i think it was it was done well you know, yeah, it's just it was, that the story is, you know, sometimes if the story was something that we uh, connected with, then it would have been amazing. So there was nothing outside that the cinematography was great. The mm-hmm. direction was great. The performances were all great. It's just that sometimes stories don't jive with people. And, and that True in talk, this case, though, I, uh, I, I would never want some, I think that having a film not click for some people, it, that, that's inevitable. Right. right. That's just inevitable. And this film obviously clicked with a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I don't know how many of those people weren't like critics mm. or, you know, <clears throat> but I think that there's this, this sort of misconception that in order to be good at what you do, that everything that you do must be spectacular and amazing. And sometimes you're going to make something that does, isn't as successful as the last thing that you made or and that doesn't speak for your abilities or your talents. I still think Paul Dano's amazing. If he makes another film, I'll watch the next film mm-hmm. that he makes. That's that's just a fact. Yeah. This film didn't click with me. Right. He didn't Shyamalan himself with this film. No. And <laughs> I still watch that stupid bastard stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, 
Although not the last one. I, I think I'd finally had my fill. You know, I just, oh, I mean. The, uh, what was it? Glass? Glass, yeah, right. We didn't yeah. watch that one I, I just was like, I can't. I think I need like a good decade off <laughs> <laughs> to just get my bearings together before I jump back into your shit. Um, yeah, it, it's just this didn't do it for me. Um, I would never want people that we know to watch stuff that we make, something that I write, and say that it's good because they feel like that's what they have to say to me. If you didn't like it, then you didn't like it. Yeah. And that's okay. I'm not going to stop writing because this didn't work. That only motivates me to write more because I'm like, well, here's where I went wrong with this script and here's what I should have done. And mm-hmm. I'm going to incorporate that into the next script. But I've had films that I'm – I have – there's like two films that we've made that I'm quite critical of. I'm not going to name them because I don't want to mess it up for the people that worked hard on it. But it just at, like as a writer yeah. that I was just like, nope, a fail, epic fail. And as an actor, wasn't happy entirely with one of them. I was just like, I must have been I must have been drugged and I didn't know it because I don't <laughs> what was with this performance. Um, and it's funny because. I, to people that I'm very close with, that I've talked to about it, I'm like, you know, just disdain, disdain for myself, can't stand this. And it's, it's people that I know are not just saying it to say it, that we're like, you know what, like it, I actually enjoyed a lot of aspects of it. I know you hate it, but I actually thought that, that don't have to say it, that I know aren't just blowing smoke up my ass. So there's an audience for everything that's my favorite thing to say, there's an audience for everything. Mm-hmm. If the room has taught us anything yeah. <laughs> and movies uh, like that, it's that there's it's something fast and for everyone. Us yeah, anything. exactly. <laughs> like if, uh, you know, I don't know, another Pitch Perfect, which even then there's like aspects of Pitch Perfect that are funny because there's decent actors in there. But mm-hmm. it's just like, OK, oh, my God, how many more times are we going to do the same thing? There's people that will watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be a Magic Mike 4. Or yeah. I don't know what the hell number they're up to, but they'll they'll do another one. So there's there's kind of little gems to find even in your own failures that you can say, all right, well, I didn't like this, but mm-hmm. this was okay and uh, whatever. So I just yeah. wanted to throw that in there. When when again, we don't criticize stuff that's just flat out terrible. I won't do it because there's just nothing positive to come from that. I'm not going to just shit on somebody for the sake of it. Um, and generally, it's just a lack of experience most of the time. Yeah, but sometimes, it, like, like, look, Paul Dano has experience, maybe not as a director so much, but I have a really hard time believing that everyone around him wasn't seasoned, you know, right. so he certainly had all the support that he needed. What The reason why I didn't like it wasn't because he didn't do his job as a director. It was just kind of story-wise, it fell flat for me. I think it was also an adaptation from a book. Yeah. So I don't know... How much had to be left out mm-hmm. that maybe would have tied it together mm-hmm. a bit more? Right. I don't know. That's the well, thing about books. Well, chances are, yeah. You know? I mean, the the you know, if if we feel like something happened too abruptly, chances are in the book it was like five chapters that yeah. you know you had time to sit with the character and whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I I would give it like a like a B minus. I'd give it like a B. Yeah. All right. I love you, Paul Dano. <laughs> Paulie D. Paulie D. Um. So what else did we watch? We watched um, the Breaking Bad movie, El Camino. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I, I was actually excited. You know, here's the thing. I'm a huge Aaron Paul fan, you know. Um, Rightfully so. You know, I feel like he's, I don't know why, like ever since Breaking Bad, I feel like he hasn't really like shined as much as he, he's one of the yeah, best. Yeah, that was his like. He's one of the best 
intense criers, I think. Because nobody will see him as anything but Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. That's what shows like that, like Breaking Bad, that run seasons. Like he epic, did that, like that everybody, show, uh, the, the, the Path. Yeah, but that yeah. didn't, like, and he was you know how many people too. that watched like, Breaking Bad didn't even see that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just that all the characters, all the actors in Game of Thrones, people are always going to think of them as those characters. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a long run. You're with these people for years on end. And what that's, made you fam- yeah, quote, it's unquote, what famous. what made people recognize you. So, um, that's what uh, that's what people are are going to think of when they see you. And so, to jump off of what you said, um, I just like two snaps and a Kleenex to Aaron Paul's ability to turn the waterworks on. He's never shied away from that. <laughs> what? <laughs> two snaps and a Kleenex. Two snaps and a Kleenex. <laughs> Do you remember from Living Color? No. Oh come on! No, I don't remember that. You don't remember that skit? Mm-mm. I'll have to show you. Um, so. Uh, he 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 always does a great job with his emotions. He's got a a, a lovely cry face. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can pull off a nice. I have a terrible cry face. He has like a quite adorable cry face. But part of, first of all, I was I could have lived without seeing this movie. I didn't ask for this movie. I think when when they started talking about this years ago, mm-hmm. they were like they're going to make a Breaking Bad movie. I think everyone was under the assumption that they were going to bring Walter White back somehow. Right. That was the whole like, oh, oh, yay, it's going to continue that their dynamic t- together would be a thing in a movie. Mm-hmm. This is not, and that's not a spoiler. It's been out there and Walter White pretty much has nothing to do with this. Yeah, it's also, Jesse's movie. It's Jesse's movie. And as much as I love him, I don't think anybody asked for that. Yeah. I don't think, sure, like, you know, I, I wasn't excited for this, I guess yeah. I should say. Yeah, I, I think I enjoyed it more than you did. Um, just from a, like, from a pure story, like movie perspective, I thought it was well done, well acted. I feel like they flashed back too much. Like I, I wanted to, like, if you're going to do this, this is basically like mm-hmm. two additional episodes of Breaking Bad. Pretty much. Really. Pretty much. Um, but then you spend almost half the time flashing back to scenes that happened that you didn't film during the move, during the, ep, during the, um, the, the, the show. And it's like, I don't really know what we gained by that. Like, yeah. if you want to continue his story, great, fine. That's your thing. It was the same, right? You know, you want to do your thing, mm-hmm. do your thing. Was it Gil- Gilligan? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Gilligan's Island? Gilligan's Island? I don't know. Yeah. Gillian? Gillian? Vince Gilligan? Gillian? I don't know. <laughs> Gillian? Gillian? Vince Gilligan? <laughs> um, but uh, I thought, you know, Aaron Paul was great. You know, it looked great. You know, the story was... It made, By the way, it, Jesse Plemons is in it. And I yeah. love Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Um, it made sense to the character. I think that was one of the things that really like made me like it a bit more than yours. I really felt like this is what probably would have happened, you know, um, in my opinion. Um, uh, but, you know, it's yeah, it's I don't think we needed it. But at no. the same time, I did enjoy watching it, if that makes sense. I completely disagree okay. with what with how you felt about it. I felt like there was nothing about this character that was Jesse Pinkman at all. And I don't see how somebody who went, first of all, how old is Jesse supposed to be? Yeah, no, that, that that's this is supposed to take place like right after, like literally right after. So was he like 20? Yeah. Or supposed to yeah. be like, so and it's he, like, mm, no. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't understand like how the... you go your entire, so I'll just play, I'll play along with them, okay? I don't know how you go from your whole teenage life, let's say, um, going from, yeah, bitch, to this guy. 
Well, I see. The, How I, the fuck? I thought that I too, but care. then I, I, for me, it was the ma- it was it was basically like the the PTSD of him being adding whatever get, that no. that kind of that that's the thing. Like well, that's what they were trying to say, right? They were trying to say that this thing that happens that gets him to this point. This is so after you know uh, Walter White's dead, and first of all, I don't know how this. I don't remember what happened to Pinkman. He was trapped in that underground cell and forced to cook meth for them, for these okay. crazy people. All right, so that's and, like, where he is. And, and yeah, so whatever. they're trying to say that he was beaten into the strength of this new character, I guess, somehow. Like, I don't think he it was, made that, this that was the thing. new transition into this new person because of the things that he experienced. I don't think it was so much strength. It was just so much like he didn't have anything to lose. You know? he, no, they, they were totally... Like he was totally like a badass now. Uh, I didn't see it that he way. He was. I. I did. I don't uh, know. I didn't I, see him I, as a badass. I saw, I saw him, him as, as. I saw him as like a a broken person who's just trying to get the fuck broken, out of there. He was broken, but he had way he had way too much wit about him that Jesse Pinkman did not fucking have. Like Jesse Pinkman was falling over his own feet without Walter White. Yeah, he was. He was much more like. Not to this extent, though. Yeah. Not to this because extent. The, it was the like the thing two that was so good about Breaking people. Bad is that it. It shifted. It might like Jesse Pinkman went from this like hood rat or whatever you want to call him to like this like there were certain points where Jesse was like the 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 voice of reason to Walter White's craziness. Yeah, but you know, I don't think to I don't think to this extent. I think it's the first time we've ever disagreed this much on something. <laughs> it's exciting. Yes, <laughs> you're wrong. No, I I mean I see what they were trying to do, but it didn't work on me. At all. Mm. I just felt like all the things that he's going through that Jesse Plemons puts him through and that he experiences with him, this breakdown. Because, okay, so if he's he's starting to move upward as a character towards the end of the of the series, he now takes this huge dip once he's in this situation and almost becomes, I hate to say it, but kind of a pussy. Mm. Like there were points where I was just like, why is he such a wuss? Oh, during while he was yeah, captured, like yeah. there was just like he had there were opportunities. I was like, how are you not taking this opportunity right now and submitting? And it just was so weird because I I love when dudes cry. <laughs> like you know, it's it makes me nervous, right? Because we have the stereotype of like men are strong or whatever. But when you see like a good cry on a character, you're like, yeah. oh no! And and I'm totally in it. But it got to the point where I was like, enough with that okay because there's like you you're you're missing out on huge opportunities here because you're sitting here bawling so but i think those I, opportunities I just would have just led to bigger problems than he's bigger it's problems been, for everything i yeah. don't know it, it, he's just one big problem you're cooking meth like this is not like a, a path that you take that's going to be calm and not yeah. have problems you know it just didn't match. It just didn't mm. match for me. It didn't work. I didn't hate it. My my I my interest my interest was peaked when I saw Jesse Plemons, mm. and I actually didn't see him. I heard him because the the like the first ten minutes or so of the film, I was like, yeah, I, didn't I just like was. The I opening shot, that the opening, opening shot or whatever was so weird to me. It's yeah. like it just 
it wasn't like that way that you just opened a film. It literally felt like there was something that happened five minutes before that we totally missed out on and they started here. Well, that's the thing is I, like, didn't like I hate that. when people, I hate when that's done in general. Like, so yeah, that's definitely one thing I didn't like is like when a movie or a show or whatever shows you the future and this character's alive. So then every, so then now you're watching up yeah. into that scene and there's no, there's, there's no, no element of surprise. Yeah. Because you know, oh, well, clearly he's alive later. So he's mm-hmm. not going to, yeah, there's no, tension you know no. you can't build any tension because you know that they make it out of there you know and and sometimes it's interesting to see how they made it out of there but ultimately you know that they're going to yeah you know, well so. i didn't i mean okay spoilers <laughs> i didn't think they were going to obliterate him it would have been the point of the movie right but it just the way they did that there was the first as soon as it opened it was like 30 seconds of the opening shot i turned to you and i was like i hated that opening <laughs> yeah. just what was that and so my peak that my my peak of interest just started to dip. And I was like, at that point, I wasn't even paying attention. I was on my phone and I heard Jesse's voice. And I said to you, is that my boy? And mm-hmm. you said, yeah, it is. <laughs> so I was like, all right, now I have to put my phone down because I love Jesse Plemons. And it started to pick up. I'm not going to lie. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, okay. All right. All right. No. All right. It was a slow beginning, but yeah. th- this is, I, I can, I can get into this. I paid, it kept my interest throughout the entire film. So I will say that, but I just did not understand the evolution of this character. It, for me personally, it didn't match and click who he had been when they had the flashbacks and he had his baggy sweatpants and his fucking beanie on. I'm like, that's Jesse Pinkman. I don't know who this like is sons of anarchy wannabe guy with the Mm. big leather cross jacket is that doesn't like, how did you become this guy all of a sudden? I don't know. I Mm. still think he could have been that character. And been true to who he was without trying to – that's why I say like badass. Like, oh, let's give him a leather jacket. He's a badass with a big cross on it and this and that. And it was like, I don't – that's not who Jesse was. I don't know. That's like if if you had – if they had done a movie with Walter White and all of a sudden he was dressed like a badass. Like, that's not Walter White. He's a science teacher. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean- like what are you doing? That's what made Walter White's character so compelling was that he still looked like a dorky teacher, but he just went through this like badass transformation internally. Mm-hmm. I just felt like they took they they went with like a, a stereotype sort of and it was so cliche and I just mm-hmm. didn't like that about it. I don't know. I disagree. I know. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. No, I liked it. But I can see that, you know, it's not like, you know, uh, I can see your point of view for it, but... I just maybe because I I really wanted to like it, I could possibly be making more excuses for it. But I don't know. I just I thought that was a I thought it made sense to me because what I from what I remember of Jesse Pinkman is especially towards the end of the series, he wasn't so much. Yeah, bitch. You know, that was, you know, it started to die down a little bit. Yeah, it did. But but that's still there. And then for me, he wasn't very he just seemed very like um, he was very, you know, um, complacent. Not complacent, but he was just like a desperate fool at the end of his pitiful rope. <laughs> you know, that's how it seemed to me. Like it was very intense and it was just very like he didn't come off to me as just like some kind of like superhero badass person. But it was more like just desperate. It was just very desperate. I and felt I think like it he worked. was desperate in a way that he didn't have skill for that. He he got through that desperation in ways that I don't think Jesse Pinkman would have gotten a, away with it, especially considering what happened in between the end of the show and then what happened in this transformation. It was like w- the the person that he was during that time that he was kidnapped or whatever, mm-hmm. 
I don't think would have led to who we were supposed to believe he now was. Right. Um, I also want to say that there was a huge opportunity missed here by not utilizing fucking Warren. Yeah. Better than they than they did. Yeah. He's not one of the underrated. He's a good one. I just and it because he has such a distinctive expression. Yeah. That he was kind of like in a a, sh- a shadowy corner, and I said, "Is that fucking Warren?" <laughs> and you were yeah, like, "No, I don't think so." Yeah, I was like, "I think that's fucking that Warren." <laughs> He's a chameleon. And there he was. Yeah. And I just <sighs> they gave him one little line at the end. Stop calling me Warren. My name's not fucking Warren. <laughs> He's such a good actor. He's yeah. so underrated. Yeah. He just doesn't get the attention that he should. Well, maybe he'll do something with us. Maybe it's and... because I refuse to call him by his actual name, and I and he will always be fucking Warren to me. It's but, Brendan Sexton the Third. But you know who? Yeah, okay. Well, if you're gonna ruin it, yes. Yeah. But he's just so good. Yeah, he's so good. I would love to work with that guy. Well, he'll be on the podcast next week. So. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, which let's face it, we you know are. you are. Yeah, okay, I mean, how are. could you not be? Seriously, um, please be in one of our movies mm-hmm. i will consider dealing with the bullshit that is sag if you'll be in our movie yeah uh yeah so th- that's that was that was the end so what would you give it b plus all right i'm like on a c plus b minus mm. like kind of i don't the thing i think yeah it was the whole like he's clearly older it's not like he's some old guy or whatever but like it was hard they did for me. good on the flashback the flashbacks yeah they did good make you know de-aging him or whatever but because uh, you're flashing back, well, you flash back a few times, but you f- a lot of times you're flashing back to just what in this. I felt like sometimes I didn't know that I was in a flashback, and yeah. if it if I didn't see what he was wearing, I or that he had a beard, I didn't know. I'm like, wait yeah. a minute, is this real? What? Yeah. Okay, and then I was like, oh, okay, I see. He's wearing a beanie, so he's obviously like, yeah, that's Walter White Pinkman. Yeah, this is future Pinkman. This is the middle ground Pink- Pinkman. Yeah. And that that was more like of an an editing thing, I think, yeah. that the, the editing was so quick in those moments that you weren't sure if you were in a flashback or not. And it was important to know that. Yeah. It wasn't like... I need some kind of like... Sound. Whoosh. <laughs> Six years prior. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it it wasn't like in, in a cool way. It was mm-hmm. just kind of like, wait, no, you actually kind of need something to determine that this is a flashback. Yeah. One of them was... Because in one of them, it was a flashback. For, for a second, I went... Whoa! Yeah, and I was like, "Oh no, wait! He's wearing a beanie, so this yeah. is a flashback." Because I got like a little bit excited for a second. Yeah, you'll all know what part that is when we yeah. get to it. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say like C plus. Okay. I I'm not mad at it. I'm like I don't think it was a waste of time. Like oh, because I was I was entertained, mm-hmm. but I just nobody asked for this. Yeah, and the way that it like if they had done this as a series. I think it would have made more sense to see the like the the actual growth of that character, but like you said, this was basically like two episodes, mm-hmm. and that's all we got. And it's yeah, because it literally over. takes place right after Breaking Bad. So, and, what was the point yeah, of this? Yeah, if they had done a show and had him sort of become a different character mm. and sort of take over, or I don't know, series would have been better than this. This yeah. was my Magoo. Magoo. Sorry. That's okay. So um, <clears throat> I'm just going to point out just a small fact. Okay. A factoid, if you just will. Just a factoid, if you will, that I'm an awesome wife. Yeah. And uh, that this week we are celebrating our 12-year anniversary. Yeah. On when Wednesday. Wednesday. And uh, 
How are we celebrating that We're said going anniversary? To fucking nab. <laughs> NAB New York. And um, it was your idea, by the well. Because I have a sick fixation with giving you what you want. Or what you think I want. So you don't want to go? Because I well, of course will gladly I want, not want to go, to go that but again. I would have been happy exactly. to not go and spend the day with you. Well, here's, here's what you do, right? When you, and I'm air quoting, so everybody, mm-hmm. when you don't want to do something, you talk about all the cool things that are happening at that thing that you don't want to do. And that's how I know you want to do something. And you're just telling me that you don't. So the wife meter goes off and I'm like, he wants to go to this way more than I thought he wanted to go to. Cause you just kind of mentioned like, Oh, NAB this year, I wonder if we should go. And I was like, well, cause not for nothing. Last year was really fucking lame. Well, we had to do interviews and stuff too. No, the whole thing was just lame. I'm sorry. There was, I don't know who, like, I don't know who was running the show there, but there was like fucking zip on swag. People looked so disinterested in what they were doing and why they were there. I mean, there were just people standing by their booths like, kill me. (laughs) So it's like, there was so much empty space. You know, I'm used to like, when I used to go to the Javits, it was always for like, I've gone for the food show. I've gone for the boat show. I've gone for the motorcycle cars. I've gone for everything. And it's like just jam packed. And this was just sad. There was so much space. And I was like, all right. So I thought, I know that Vegas is like a huge thing, but it's obviously not as big here because there was a lot of empty space. And I thought like, this kind of blows. Yeah. And we didn't really get come home with cool stuff. And that's usually, you know, you get, um, and so I, I was like, eh, I'm going to do that again. Uh, mostly because, you know, your tickets on top of parking, parking, which is insane because they kill you because they know everybody's going to these things. Um, And so you kind of let it go. And I was like, all right, he's, he agrees there was some suckage. So fine. And then you just like casually were like, oh, Perry's going to be presenting with Andrew Kramer. And I was like, oh Lord, here we go. I missed this. I I, I missed the cue. I must've missed the cue. And I was like, oh, is he? And you're like, yeah, just, it's pretty cool. Oh fuck! Like, all right. Uh, uh, so why don't? So okay, you get codes and stuff. You got a thing in the mail. Can't you get tickets for that? And you're like, no, no, it's anniversary. It's fine. Yeah, like, no, it's fine. Want to? Come on, touch. You don't want to spend your anniversary at NAB. And I was like, you're right. I fucking don't. But <laughs> <laughs> I know that you do. And uh, you know, I see your face every day, so it's yeah. not like. Um, some big massive deal that like whatever it's not that big we didn't even do anything for our 10-year anniversary because we were busy or something i remember like Mm. we i don't know it's like yay it's our anniversary but i'm not very i'm not like girly girl so yeah yeah we're going to nab yep we are and hopefully this year it will be a bit more exciting people there's more there's more Booths. Drink a Red Bull. I don't know. Like, just psych yourself into well, we went, we went it. When I walk up to your booth, don't too. look at me like, you know, uh, like a steaming turd just walked up to you and that you have to clean yeah. up off we, the floor here. We went on the first, uh, second day last time. I so. don't care if I went on the fifth day. So now when we go on the first day, I'm hoping that they'll have shirts in our sizes or my size, I should say. <laughs> Because the XLs You're are the first ones You're hoping that they're going to gonna go. have two shirts so that I can grab one in your size as well because, you know, I don't care. Yeah. I just like bags. That's the, the, I guess that's like the girly thing in me that yeah. I'm like, oh, a tote. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, give me the tote. I want to, I want to put stuff into that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> NAB. <laughs> so, 
So, um, yeah, that's what we'll be doing. Happy yeah. anniversary. Happy anniversary. That's my gift to you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> so if you're going to be there. We'll be the ones wearing, well, I'll probably be wearing. Yeah, we'll probably be wearing shirt. our own shirts so that, because uh, we're not corny at all. Nope. Or not sweater or, or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So come talk to us. Show me where all the good booths are to get free stuff because I like that. Yeah. You know what they need? Booths they need? with food. They have. They the, should be they samples. They have a pinkberry pink last berry. year, right? Isn't that that ice cream? Berry. I don't know. In the place? Yeah, last year they did. I didn't get. I didn't get to see that stand at all. No. Where was I? All I saw was the food court outside that financially know, raped me. Before. Whenever I went, when it was with, time to have lunch with my job. Oh yeah, that that yeah. Fifteen dollars for a burger? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> And it's mystery meat to boot. Yeah. Food is insane. Yeah. That stuff is insane. So they, you know, I, they, I think just like bring in some, like just some yummy samples and a, and a mousse-bouche, if you will. Well, it's not a food convention. Who the fuck doesn't want to eat? Everybody wants to eat. Exactly. Exactly. So not- case in point, there's no bad place for food because everyone has to eat, right? If it's a boat show, if it's a, a, a medical... Uh, instruments show. So why don't if it's you, a show about do hearing aids, can, everyone has can, to uh, eat. You can clean house. You need food. Rent a booth. Get like at computer NAB. shaped cookies or some shit like yeah. that. I don't know. Just get like something. Yeah. Serve it. Like serve me a a, a, a goddamn amuse bouche on top of a, a fucking motherboard plate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Something. Yeah. That's what they should be doing. Lens shaped cupcakes. Something. Just yeah. give me something. Like an SD, like an SD card. So an amuse bouche, if you don't know, is it's it's tiny food. Yeah, a little tiny cracker. Smaller than even it's not a cracker. <laughs> right. Don't you put something on a cracker no. and then eat it? No. <laughs> no. Uh an amuse bouche is basically uh it's, it's something it, it amuses the palate prior to you starting to it's very tiny. It's, so it's, it's a, an amuse bouche. It's an it's an well, yes. Yeah, so yeah. it's 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 very small. Yeah. It's not something you would eat to satiate your hunger. Um, it just gets the palate going, revs mm. it up a little bit. Okay. And so that's what I'm saying. Like if you just put like something small, you just serve it right on like a tiny little SD card so that you can keep the theme going. Yeah. We're here still for technology and, yeah. you know, cameras and computers and shit, but to put stuff in the belly. Yeah. Because I'd be way more interested in that. I think the people in the food court would have a problem with that. How about just candy? Something. Yeah. Give out some candies. Well, I don't know. They, Cookies? They, Anything? Maybe they'll have a, another Pinkberry there. There wasn't a Pinkberry there. <laughs> <laughs> I know the year I – one year I went, there was one. There wasn't one last year. No. There was no Pinkberry. There was no enthusiasm. There was no happiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was nothing. There was Perry. Yeah. And that that's great, but – I wonder what he'll be presenting on. I don't know. Are we going to – are we going to um, sit through stalk, his presentation? Stalk his – of course. Perry, I'm just going to – apologize now if you accidentally well it's not accidentally but if you by chance i should say hear somebody fall off their chair snoring (laughs) that might have been me but not because your presentation was boring but because i was freaking starving (laughs) and i just my blood sugar dropped on top of hearing about you know three keg megabyte megabyte uh okay fraction computers (laughs) computers yeah. <laughs> so, nailed it and i was like oh yeah and i hit the floor yeah because i'm so hungry um so yeah we'll be at nab bring snacks apparently yeah all right so we'll see you at nab nab 
Rockford will be there, mm. I believe. Perry will be there, of course. Andrew Kramer will be there, of yeah. course. Yeah, and other people. What if he's not? Can you imagine? <laughs> he calls out sick. <laughs> Who, Perry? No, Andrew Kramer. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a lot of people And there I'll for be him. like, son of a bitch. Yeah. We came all the way here and he's not even here. So we'll stalk him a little and ask him to be on the podcast, see how that goes. All right. Well, thanks for listening. I don't know what's happening next week. I don't know what we're watching. I don't know what's going on. It's a surprise. Yay. To even us. Yeah. Because we're professionals. Yeah. Bye. We'll have guests eventually. Yeah, sure. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.